This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Mario Cristobal. Welcome back. It's TMA. We're in the Michelob Ultra Studios. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. Timothy Michael Martin, Doug Vaughn, Plowhawk, and uh, Action Jackson's in the Horton Watkins Studios. Ken Strode is out, kind of looking uh, at projections. I think Mm -hmm. they're doing Cincinnati this morning. Well, it's getting to be the end of the year. It's fourth quarter now, so he's got some very important and someone, numbers he has to cross. Someone on this show needs to show up to the meeting <laughs> that they had promised. Uh, and, I, and I found the email. And Uh-oh, we have breaking news. I, I, he asked, and I said I was out that day. He said, let's do it the Wednesday you come back. But I think I gave him the wrong date. I gave him the date the week before. So I think it was... A miscommunication? Well, my fault, but, like, there wasn't communication about the end-of-the-year review... It just so happened that I think I gave him a week before, so I said I'm going to come back that next week instead of this week. So, oversight on my part. I apologize. Tommy will cool with it. So, I wonder if this miscommunication trend will be an issue in your review. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be mentioned, Doug. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> we'll be here tomorrow. I had a senior director once who would remind us that they could reverse a PTO approval if needed. Three months after leaving that dumpster fire, the director was laid off. Makes me smile when terrible people get what they deserve. Doug, that's the hunchback of Vaughn Castle. Uh, Carlos Spicy Winner, in response to Mr. Licks threatening to sue us. Licks, no one is scared of litigation from whatever buddy of yours is fixing your traffic tickets. Damn. <laughs> it's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. Well, you you really need don't. somebody to fix your traffic tickets. That's an important guy in your life. It was good seeing Spicy Wiener Friday. And yeah, oh, well. yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, Doug, the hit and giggle took place on Friday at Family Golf mm-hmm. and Learning Center. Uh, five under wound up being the winning score. I think I picked five under. And uh, it was... It was windy as the day is long. You kept saying the hawk is up, the hawk is up. And the hawk was oh, up gosh, in the afternoon. Yeah. In, the, in the morning, oh, it was perfect. Smokes, yeah. God almighty. Ships was would not have launched in that wind no, that was blowing. No, 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 no. It was impossible. Yeah. I think I only hit two of nine greens in regulation. Um, but uh, a wonderful event. Thank you to everybody at Family Golf and Learning Center, Michelob Ultra, Mungana, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota, and uh, the staff here at Hubbard Radio for putting together the event, and of course, our charity partner, the Megan Meyer Foundation for the Fun and Games uh, at the TMA Hit and Giggle, presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Doug, the uh, centerpiece of the day, Ken Iggy Strode mm-hmm. on the range, having to hit a ball 230 yards, uh, a lot on the line, a milkshake. Yeah. 
and uh, RJ from Family Golf was out there. The track man was out there. Ken, uh, you tell the people what happened. Well, it was a, a day where Lauren came out and she caddied for me. <laughs> Got nothing to do with learn. Well, if you'd listen to the rest of the story, I'll tie it in. Um, and I guess it's maybe the sixth hole. I don't know. What you, it's kind of facing. The other side of the tee is facing the driving range. So I said, eh, let, me take a, let me take a driver swing here. So I teed one up and learned what was commentating. Huh. And thought I hit it good. And I actually said, I'm going to try to go right to left because I'll get more distance. And I just duck hooked it. And then she goes, how'd it feel? I go, ah, the shoulder. Oh kidding me but it felt fine but that's the only drive at the first time i've hit a driver in like five months so i wasn't confident i really wasn't but i said if i nut one mm. i can do it but i'm gonna have to hit it on the screws and i was taking a bigger swing than i normally do but uh my fourth shot i had a nice big gust oh as you remember gust, in tin yeah. cup where he said we were lucky to be able to stand on our feet what was his caddy's name in Tin Cup. That was Cheech, wasn't it? Yeah, what was his name? Was it Romeo? Romeo. Romeo. He said, Romy Rain. Hit a gust, Rome. Hit a gust, Rome. Well, I waited, and I got a big gust. Mm-hmm. Nutted it. Big wind from the north. Nutted it. It's like an Alberta Clipper that. or something. It was an Alberta Clipper. Yeah, I saw shutters and windows flying, and the cows were flying. And, uh, as long as you could hit a, a soft little eight iron. Well, don't, don't sit there and act like I couldn't do it. That was, that wasn't it. There was no, uh, stipulation that if it's windy. Oh, God. But it's it went ever. 238, Doug. You owe me a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it had counted had that wind been in your face. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. But, uh, and I actually think my fourth one probably went 230, but the track man didn't, uh, register. Oh, well. So I had to take it. It registered over. one that went 190. Yeah, your match, your game. I didn't. Your I, didn't I didn't nut that <laughs> the one. The wind wasn't blowing on that one. It was. I didn't no, nut it. I, I kind of hit it off the toe and kind mm-hmm. of uh, sliced it. And, and the Florida Flower brought you brand new Pro V1 golf balls to hit. Love the flower. And so, not wanting to lose the balls, Cletus actually <laughs> walked into the driving range where everyone else, you know, dozens of other people hitting balls <laughs> on the range. Cletus walked out into the range to try to retrieve these Pro V1s who would have only been hit one time. I don't think he got any of them, did he? He got them all back. He did? Yeah. I, they, you didn't hit him anywhere close to him. Well, they all went pretty much the same direction. Not Come close on to already. Him. This is nonsense. I didn't spray him. I, all I don't over think the place. he got I any of them. Spray did he? them. He came back with all six. I didn't see him walk around looking for balls and picking them up. Well, they were going kind of in the same direction. I didn't see that. I heard them, the guy yelling at Cletus to get out of there. <laughs> get, get sprayed with mud? He was literally standing in the middle of the driving. He was. I've never seen it. There were other patrons confused by one yeah, of this. Like, who's the guy out girdled there? Girdled gentleman. Right. Was, uh, mm-hmm. The picker's not working. He's yeah. doing it by hand. A guy was hitting driver, and he like kind of pushed it, and I was like, Cletus, you're gonna have to keep your head on swivel. Yeah. Up. Well, well you know, the people were probably aiming at him at some point. He can't see either, so that's another bad. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but anyway, at two thirty, I was happy with it, and uh, so it's just undefeated in all my. Uh, no, not the baseball not the pitching one. one. You threw it 51 miles an hour. Mm. That was close. I said 60. That wasn't close. <laughs> Nine miles an hour. That's not bad. That I think you said close. 68. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way. You're undefeated golf. Yeah. Four for four if you count the two guys that I beat for 200 bucks. Yeah. I don't know. What will be the next one? What, did you take a handicap on that? Those guys you beat in golf? Uh, we played straight up because we all figured we were about 18 to 20. Oh, right. 
except for Stephen Wilder. Well, I'm just thinking, was, if you're hitting your drives 239 and you're chipping every ball onto the green, maybe you're not a 20 handicap. Mm, Bill. All right, let's go with the 195 shot. My LPGA swing. LPGA Is that about an 18 handicap? Uh, I don't know. Are we still playing at our Algonquin this week? Who? I think the wacko was going to take me to Greenskeeper oh, Day. <laughs> Greenskeeper Day is a Monday. You're playing today. Oh, Another today? vacation day? Is it the 9th or the 13th? No, it's not a vacation day. Oh. Well, today would be the, what, 8th? Doug, what do you have on the dates? No, I'd have to look it up. I don't know my days anymore. I've been gone for three weeks. Yeah, you have been. Unannounced, no less. The only thing this power Hoosier loves more than simping for coworkers is talking about himself. No one cares, you flash-fried attention whore. Mm. With a simp-simp here and a simp-simp there. Here a simp, there a simp, everywhere a simp-simp. You can act like a man. Oh. Doug Arbor Day is not happy. No, I can't. Well, Arbor Day, you bitch about things that uh, if you go back and listen to it, uh, I think Tim asked me to critique the uh, long drive, so I did. I didn't just bring it up out of the blue. So there you go. Okay. Luke wasn't on the phone to begin with. Devon says so. We just get rid of him, move on. So I don't know what that's about, but I'm not wait, wait, wasting my time. Let's go. Lou and Danbury, what's up, Lou? Most courses aren't open. Oh, la, wins. la, la. All right, so we got a bunch of idiots today. Oh. <laughs> Feels like that's what happened when we open up the text. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys are in there. <laughs> Did Iggy and Chairman Steve mend fences on Friday? That's from Big Sack. Oh. I don't know if we mended fences. I, uh, we talked, and he, I thanked him for his donation to the Mega Mara Foundation. And, uh, then he sent me a uh, DM over the weekend, just congratulating me on the uh, Hall of Fame and what I do for the Mega Mara Foundation. And I said, thanks, buddy. So we're good. Hmm. So did you mend fence? That sounds like a fence mend. Yeah, yeah I mean, it sure it's, does. You know? No. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Oh. Maybe we didn't hug it out. But... How about you and Joe? Did you mend fence? <laughs> well, that's never going to happen. But... Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, I could never see Joe hugging anyone. <laughs> if I went for a hug with Joe, he <laughs> hit me. That's not once. He had a $15 tip on a car park, and he hugged the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to see fences mended. I like mended fences, too. Yeah, we're fine. When my mom does simple things like washing my hair or washing my body, it makes me feel comforted. I feel like that's, okay, that's creepy. And <laughs> that's creepy. Yeah, that's not many fences. That's just downright creep. Circling back, what did the learned crowbar have to do with the long drive question? That's from the birthday hawk. Because that's the, I talked about her filming me hitting a driver, which is the first time I hit a driver in five months, five and a half months. Hmm. So Where did that, you hit this driver? You went onto the range to hit that? No, I think hole six. On one of the really short par three holes? But if you turn sideways, I think the driving range is right behind you. So oh, you I, can just make a hole. So I went hit <laughs> I went toward the driving range. Oh. Uh, What's a fat crank? Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember saving that one. I saved that from the podcast. Oh, nice. Impressed you found it. <laughs> yeah, and she read an email, or she read a uh, text into the show last week that was tremendous. <laughs> Nice. The little par three course is in good shape, though. It is. If you want to go out somewhere and only spend an hour, hour and a half to play real quick and oh, brush yeah. up on your Probably short play game, perfect. Isn't that? Perfect yeah. spot. Yeah, the greens were perfect. The yeah. greens were absolutely perfect. They really were. Tip of the cap to everybody mm -hmm. at Family Golf for that. 
Then when the sun came up and you get done and we were sitting up on the patio in the sun, it was such a nice day. Then in the afternoon, the wind kicked up. It oh, got cloudy God. and it's back in the 50s. It reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. The wind was so, so heavy. I went from cold to warm to cold in the span of four hours. Doug, the Lee May totem pole at the Hit and Giggle was a record setter. It totally crushed the one at the Dotem earlier. Mm. This is Mr. Siders. I don't want to hear that. Someone oh. said a, a base had been laid. We got a report that a base had been laid. I did <laughs> not want to hear that. Like a, the first concrete layer of the foundation yes. of the house. Right. <laughs> you got to build a totem pole. You need a solid base. You do need I, to actually wide more than, yeah, you need to start it. And I got to tell you, the highlight of the day was watching Jameson almost have a hole in one. He knocked it about three feet from the hole. Really? It was fun to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. It was, if it had been, you know, a couple inches left, I mean, it was about pin high, just three yeah. three feet wide. So it could have been uh-huh. a hole in one for Jameson. That's, that's, a, that's a long way to hit for a little kid. How did he know? Uh, the yeah, they had, he was hitting, it was probably a 75 yard shot. But, yeah, he's, uh, he uh, had a nice shot. Yeah, you, you were there for that. It was fun watching him. He was. He was having a great time. He was having a great Class time. It was, was cool to be able to do that with my dad and my son. Yeah, I, that I was. loved having that experience. And then he uh, quickly wanted to uh, to bolt afterwards. He was unhappy that I didn't introduce him to the crowd. <laughs> oh, I, thought, it was. I wonder where he gets this attention whoring <laughs> from. <laughs> Thinking to myself, let's settle down here. Mm-hmm. He really expressed that uh, displeasure. I said he, he was quiet on the way back and i'm like okay did cletus tickling him too much finally get mm-hmm. to him that we're going to need to have a talk yeah you know uh same way i needed to have a talk with my parents after uh, i think uh one of my confessions with uh father valentine pietro's dance on the table yeah there was that at that point i was oh, you know, 16 but uh he goes do you do you want to know why i'm not talking and i go yeah, i was kind of enjoying the silence but sure if you want to he goes, because you didn't introduce me to the crowd. <laughs> oh. She said, what are you, Iggy? I go, no, no world? I, I, he goes, well, you announced the people who won. I go, yeah, and we didn't win. So it would have just been saying, hey, here's my son. If anything, you know, mm-hmm. try to kind of fly under the radar. So, uh, yeah, I granted him for the weekend. I would have, yeah. I would have taken the video <laughs> games away. But, yeah. <laughs> no video games yet. Make him watch the entire Brian Kelly post conference <laughs> yeah, about homecoming. Yeah, it was fun. I um, for the afternoon, I just drove the beer cart around to the different holes, and uh, then I followed you for like three or four holes. And it was fun watching you guys. Speaking it's of the good wind, senior dad again. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, God, well, plus he was happy to see you. One of the guys. I don't know if he works here. If he's a, one of the teaching pros or whatever. I heard him say when the wind kicked up, he had to drive 346 yards. Yeah, I said, one of the teaching pros. At- I'm I'm not sure if he's a teaching pro or Patrick. Just... I think is his name. Oh yeah, Patrick Patrick O'Neill. Yeah, oh, they, he works oh, at Family Patrick. Golf. Yeah. He's not a pro yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He, he's a he's an absolute bomber. Oh, three forty six. I said, I said yeah. can you uh, any way you can shrink yourself and kind of look like me and then go down and hit this? Yeah, he he took like a long drive swing on his last one and just bombed it. That's a long way to hit a golf ball. That's a long long way. But with that wind, you know, I think anybody. it almost went over the net. What did Lauren have to do with the question? I well, I, I was awkwardly that. thinking about her, so it's just the first <sighs> thing that came out of my syphilis-ridden dinosaur brain when oh. someone asked a totally unrelated question. Does that clear it up for you? Doug, that's Arbor Day. <laughs> was it clear enough that I told you why I brought her up? Because she's the one who commented on the drive, says, great drive, and I said, no, it Sounds wasn't. a little creepy to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She said, how did it feel? I said, I was faking. I said, ah, the shoulder. To be honest, the shoulder, I was really... 
shocked to, well, I just don't really bother it. And that's basically what I hit all day on the par threes. Um, but then to take a swing that I haven't swung a club like that and took mighty swings, yeah, really didn't bother me. And how did Lynn do as your caddy at Learn? Oh, she was fun. Lynn. Everybody liked Lynn. <laughs> stage name. Everybody, everybody liked playing. I played with the Buckeye Girl, uh, so we had some fun. Well, it sounds like it. A couple females yeah. in the paddock. Yeah. She's neat. As Jay would say, she's neat. Um, what else no, Lern was, Lern was great. Did she get to hit any shots? Uh, she putted a couple times. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. St. Kenny? She knocked a 10-footer about 30 feet by. But oh, well. Never up, never in. No, she had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to her for coming out. She forgot the. She didn't go to the front to check in. I said, just go to the table. I'll tell you where I'm at. And I left the caddy bib up there for her. But then I saw her pull in. We were on the first hole. And I said, oh, there's Lauren. She's here. And she got out of the car, and Cletus started yelling at her and waving to come over. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, no, go that way. Go get your bib. And she just came down to us and didn't get the bib. So, Well, you wouldn't really know. Just someone waving at you that you needed to go a certain <laughs> direction to pick up a bib. <laughs> you would have had to tell her that. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, it was, uh, yeah. it was a good day. Thanks to Cletus her for coming Cletus touched out. a lot of men. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He had Jackson on the run a couple times. Mm. Yeah, that's not, that's not I'm not used to. Yeah. He did win two contests. Most drinks, and he won them for both rounds. They did. Really? Yeah, he was having a Gatorade bottle of wine. You like that, Doug? Drinking wine out of a... Classy. <laughs> it's got to be a really good bottle yeah. to do that. And Buckeye Girl won uh, most balls lost. She lost eight balls. Really? Where do you lose them out Sorry. there? <laughs> she was just spraying them all over the place. But then she got a dozen balls for the win, so she was plus four. It looks yeah. like you hit, might have hit one on the Marshall Road. Yeah, I hit an so eight iron. Got away from you? A little yeah. long. No, I didn't. Uh, pull it way left. No, I hit it straight, but I just used you too didn't. much club. You didn't. I saw it. I saw you pull it way left, and it looks like it went right on the Marshall Road. Well, it was just a little left to the green. It was left enough that it was on Marshall Road. But I didn't skull it. I just I hit it pure. I just hit a little left. Oh. I didn't have an eight iron, so I used um, Florida Flowers' uh, new clubs. He's hitting blades. I can't hit a blade. If you hit a blade, and if you don't, if you don't hit it square, your hands tingle because. Uh, oh. Hey, our YouTube is frozen, Jackson. Do you oh, want to restart? Come thing? on, Jackson. I'll come in there and fix it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I wasn't for sure. I see a red thing blinking. Yeah, okay. kind of, again, Nurse? like. It, over the weekend, just things happen. So there are uh, YouTube computers. Oh, we tend to that. I'll tell people about Mentality, Thank a you. local health care facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. It doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. Even if you've tried testosterone before, not everyone understands the blood chemistry in men's bodies. Mentality can help. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range, or testing your free testosterone, it was not fully looked at. Come get checked with Mentality. It's Mentality online at LowTUSA.com. Just go to LowTUSA.com. I've been out there. I was tested. Super easy process with a super friendly staff. It's Mentality at LowTUSA.com. That is Mentality. Gabe Diarman joining us coming up at 9 o'clock. He is presented to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, uh, and uh, you can text in 314-881-TMA5 or email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling. Email the day, the morning after, at insidestl.com. Uh, approaching the midpoint of October, 
And Glenn Betts Jewelers is the place to go for your fall jewelry and also as we roll into the holiday season. If you're thinking about getting engaged, support the sponsors. Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally. You're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's, glennbettsjewelers.com. Located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is Betts. The Betts family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers. Doug, tell me about your hair and why it looks so good. And Everybody wanted to see it on Friday at the Hit and Giggle, and they, they liked it. They took some peeks under the hood. And they see some wisp coming mm. out on my, in the front of my hairline because of oh. St. Louis Hair Restoration. Ew. Been a little more than three months now. I went to St. Louis Hair Restoration, and you should too. You should, really should. If your hairline is bothering you and you think, well, am I, I'm never going to look better than this. I'm probably going to look worse. Do something about it. We've got a great resource right here in town, St. Louis Hair Restoration. It's located right there at Kirkwood Road in Big Bend, other side of the road from Sonic. You probably know where the Sonic is. They got no. a, a great office right there. Fantastic people. Dr. Uh, Polinga is the is the main doctor there that'll do the the surgery if you go with the FUE procedure, which I did. The founder, Greg Kreiling, both are patients of their own product, hair restoration. All they do, and they do it at the very highest level. Even the team of technicians on staff average 15 years of experience now. As I said, I had the FUE procedure where they took little grafts of hair follicles from the side and the back of my head, transplanted them to the front of my head where I was thin, and they say six to eight months will see a lot of hair, about a year till you see the finished product. But, boy, I'm happy now, Tim. Just look at all these Yeah, wisps. you got Just dense shrubs. Look at all these wisps. Jackson had some work done there, too, and he's already looking better. Yeah, it's all happening here. It is a St. Louis Hair Restoration, loyal sponsor of TM. A. Michelob Ultra Studios, Michelob Ultra, sponsor of the Hit and Giggle, and also our studios on TMA. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbohydrates. It's Michelob Ultra, studio sponsor of TMA. And think about it, Doug, I deep teased uh, this. It mm-hmm. was impressive. Uh, if, uh, if there was a worse coaching decision... In recent memory in college football, I don't know uh, what it would be. Late night, I was already tucked into my bed, all snug. Were you? So I wasn't watching this game. When I I saw Alvin Mack, who's a listener to the program and uh, has uh, been great with Lisa Ann the last few years, she has been in town, and he was at the Hit and Giggle. And Miami was kind of a team that was, they had beaten A&M, but they were flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, for being an undefeated team. And so when I saw Alvin, I said, hey, are your Hurricanes still undefeated? He said, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And they were, Doug, and they were about to improve to, I think, 5-0, and beating a Georgia Tech team that got taken out at home by Bowling Green. And Bowling Green, oh. of course, ranked second behind Georgia in this week's polls. I don't think so. Okay, I got a different poll for okay. you. But uh, this is what wound up happening. They're up. They can kneel on the ball. Alas, they decided not to. Georgia Tech couldn't stop the clock. Here's what happened. No, hit the lever, please, Plowsy. With 10 seconds to go from the 44, snap back to King. Flushed out to his right. Looking. Five seconds to go. He will toss it into the end zone at the five. Larry into the end zone. Touchdown, Jackets. Touchdown, Jackets. One second left. Question, Larry. Who got behind the defense? 
I uh, botched the setup. There was a fumble, of course. Mm-hmm. They ran the football, fumble. Instead dr- of just taking a knee. They take the knee, mm-hmm. the game is over. Right. For whatever reason, they run the football. They fumble it. Georgia Tech recovers, and you heard the call of the Georgia Tech radio team with uh, what was probably, what, a 45, 50-yard pass with one second left on the clock. And Miami goes from undefeated, 5-0, and mm-hmm. in an up-for-grabs, you, you call it snatch-grabs, yeah, ACC, and now have that. Uh, Mario Cristobal, after the game, here's what he had to say. I'd like to hear it. Hit the lever, please. And then uh, at the end of the game, a chance to put it away. And um, should just tell him to take a knee, take a timeout right there, recalibrate, and just take a knee. And um, so gave him a chance, and they took advantage of it and scored. So um, it's that simple. Questions, please. Yeah, when the drive started, it was going to be at 157, you know, and um, we could burn about 127 off, and then it was – Recalibrated. We um, should have taken a timeout right there at the end. Thought he could get the first down, and you know, we talked about two hands on the ball, but that's not good enough. Just should have told him to take any in. That's it. Fumbled the ball at 25, and they went 75 yards in two plays. So, no excuse. <laughs> it's fire. Uh, honestly. And they had shots of the players on the Miami bench. You talk about crestfallen. Oh, my oh, God. They got to a new level. They were 20 point favorites. Yeah, and Stanford Steve said they should have been thirty-point favorites. He thought it was really weird that it was only twenty points, and lo and behold, that victory formation is kind of a boring way to end a lot of games. But if you're ahead, you don't really care. Oh no, it's, it's just the only down. option. Yeah. It's the only option. <laughs> yeah, and Mario Cristobal kept saying the word recalibrate yeah. in his post game. That was like the eighth time he had said it to that point. That's like the the mountaintop of word salad things to say. Oh, is that right? Recalibrate? Yeah, that is kind of a, that's, mm-hmm. that's a nice yeah. Recalibrate. word salad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, I watched the clip when I woke up the next morning and I saw you sent uh, one of the links over last night, Jackson. I was thinking who was on the call of the broadcast because they were all over it. And it turns out it was Tim Hasselbeck. Yeah. And when you go back and you watch that clip of Miami running a play, Hasselbeck was all over it before he fumbled. That's, to me, a sign of quality judgment. Any asshat can go, boy, why do they do this? They shouldn't have done this. Well, if you're observing something in advance, it's a bo- but that's, that's how you know if somebody is hip to crap. And, and he was all over that. That was something that was worthy of being criticized. Any coach would be criticized. Nick Saban botched the end of the A&M game. On, on Saturday, but Alabama won, and so it mm-hmm. obviously doesn't get talked about all that much. I would imagine Alabama fans may be talking about it, but uh, he blew that, and Mario Cristobal, you know, he's a Miami alum. He had great things going at Oregon, left there to go to, to Miami. You've got a team in a year that probably is up for grabs in the national championship, although Georgia kind of reestablished themselves on Saturday night, just yeah. absolutely skull-effing. Uh, Kentucky is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, showed that when they want to turn it on, they can. But, you know, as far as the ACC goes, Florida State may be undefeated, but they haven't looked great, minus the game against LSU. And you botch that. Well, Tim Hasselbeck uh, was all over it. He said, just take a knee. You should not be handing this football off. I don't know what Miami is doing. Now, this is before he fumbles. You should not be running the football. You should be taking a knee. Uh, as soon as Miami got that first down, Georgia Tech lose, used its last timeout. 
as long as you milk the clock all the way down, you don't need to be doing this, and you certainly don't need to be fighting for extra yards. And then sure enough, he fumbles the football, and Hasselbeck says, I'm going to say it. It needs to be said. That's one of the biggest coaching mistakes at this level that I have ever seen in my lifetime. You should not be running the football. You run the football, fumble, and give up a score. That is devastating for a 4-0 Miami team to get their first loss of the season on a sequence like that. And now they're crestfallen. And they are. And there's a cutaway of one of the, I believe, offensive linemen oh. going, what in the F were we doing? <laughs> yeah. I bet the running back feels horrible. The one thing he's got to do is don't fumble, and he fumbles. Do you think, like, the quarterback, when he's hearing that in his helmet, they're, like, they're like telling you the play? Can you just be like, what? Or, like, can I just, like, sit on it? Or, like, do you, I guess you just have to follow orders in that sense. But it's like, if you're the quarterback hearing that, you're like, what are we possibly doing? Like, this is so asinine. Yeah, the defensive secondary can't be too proud either to allow someone to get behind them. Right. They made a really nice play, right, actually, right before the touchdown pass. That was, a like, a juggled catch that he made around the sideline. That was huge, too. Was it fourth down? I saw the replay, but I didn't. Third. I just, or I saw the highlight. The, oh, when he fumbled, it was third. All right, so he could have ran the clock out. I saw yeah. the clock. I saw there was 38 seconds left. So even if you hand it off and you got another play, that's, uh, what, 35 seconds? The game's over. That's correct. Yeah. I don't know if they'd have had, like, five seconds left on the clock or not, so he's trying to get a first down, but. Indefensible. Yeah. Absolutely indefensible. People were pointing out he did the same thing in Oregon. And it didn't bite him in the ass, or it did, I can't remember. But he's like, it's like a, he like doesn't like to kneel on the football. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Weird stance to take. He will now. Yeah. Uh, and so will everyone else. Wins. That'll, that'll be the message to every other coach yeah. currently working. I guess, I guess the offensive ass. coordinator call, made the call. Crystal Ball's not the offensive coordinator also, is he? Yeah, but he's probably in charge of clock management. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's why he said we after, should call a timeout. After they ran it the first time, he could have said, what What the hell are you doing? Just <laughs> kneel down. Miami should have went for a fake punt on third I down. That's that from Plowboy's Plow mm. Dwellings. And that honestly would have probably been better. <laughs> Chris well, Raby is listening to the show, Doug. Is he? He says, follow me here, but what if Miami had just fake punted? <laughs> well, say you went to Brown and you were behind. <laughs> God, probably do what the, would they the have done? Point. Yeah. What would a Brown football coach have done? How'd they do down this week? It has nothing to do with it. You don't punt on third down, you idiot. Well, say, how's Brown doing this season? Brown football. Yeah. They beat Bryant. Bryant. Lost to Harvard in a thriller by three. Mm. They beat Central Connecticut State. They lost another thriller to Rhode Island. So they're seventh in the Ivy League right okay. now. They're putting up points, though. Yeah. In the Ivy League, they play scrums. Scrubs. Oh yeah, they got. Well, that's oh, fair. I got Princeton and Cornell back to back. You I don't mean, like how to see scrubby that can you get in your league? Why do you got to go out of your league to play scrubs? You they can... are the scrubs. Jake Wilcox threw for 386 and four touchdowns mm -hmm. against Central Connecticut. Probably a future brain surgeon. Man, yeah, he's good. It's mm -hmm. a playmaker. <laughs> well. They've turned out an occasional player. Ryan Fitzpatrick, darn good quarterback in the NFL for years. Went to Harvard. Nice didn't, take. didn't Pat McAfee go to Yale or something? No, he went to West Virginia. Well, who's the punter that was so good that went to an Ivy League school? God, can Darnell you Coles? Pat, was some, not Darnell Coles. There was a Pat McAfee going to an Ivy League? That's one of the funniest things. Oh, um, there's some, uh, some other punter I'm thinking about. He scored a perfect on the Wonderlick test and was... One of the best punters in the league there for a while. Uh, NFL players from the Ivy League, Doug. Um, not seeing any punters. John Sott? 
No. Why am I so Sean awful? Landetta. Pat no. McNally? That's uh, that's who I'm thinking about. Pat McNally. Where did, McNally. Where did he go? Uh, he went to... He was a punter and wide receiver. I think he went to... I don't know how to look it up. Harvard. That, that's who I was thinking about. Yeah, perfect, perfect Wonderlick score. score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you think you'd do on the on the Wonderlick score, Plowsy? I'd like to do some IQ test to just see, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're skewered. How so? I don't know. That's just what they say. The Wonderlick test is skewered. It shouldn't make any difference. Skewed? Skewed. Skewered. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> you usually say that when you don't score very well on a yeah. test. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, I had another good fantasy fair. fantasy team yesterday. I played two fantasy contests in the NFL <laughs> this year. Change subjects. First one, I was winning $100, and Chubb went out. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I was winning $50, and Richardson went out in the second quarter. Okay. <laughs> I like that story. Yeah. Good story. So if you, if I ever... Didn't bring it to you. The next time I play fantasy football, look at my six players, because somebody's going to get hurt. We're not looking at your six. <laughs> I want about 50 in golf, but... Or fifty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I throw it out there. Yeah. I'm still playing. Oh, carries on my fantasy team. <laughs> still playing. Still playing fantasy <laughs> golf. Team drug. You play drug. Playing fantasy golf. <laughs> the what's, what's going oh, on? Is know. is Nathan from the east side of all and back? Is that for the, like the five listener and thinking? No, I haven't seen the text line. I, oh. just, I just always like to say that. <laughs> so it's not a shot at me, but just a general shot at potential. <laughs> It was a preventative shot. Yeah. I'm laying the foundation to my take totem pole. Yeah. I was a little shocked yesterday at the Kansas City game. Not once did they show Taylor Swift. Well, she wasn't there. Well, they showed... uh, They (laughs) almost got some points. (laughs) They showed showed them both getting off the plane in Minnesota. That was a doctor's image. Oh, okay. Gosh, bro. Well, how am I going to know? They always, show her, when, they always show when she's getting off a plane with him, and I saw both of them getting off a plane. And somebody she would be said, on the Chiefs team plane. So nice. I've said that. I've seen that two weeks in a row that she's on the Chiefs plane. Jim Nance had one of the best lines. To the Jimmy Dance. He's that. one of the greats. I thought she was questionable. Oh, yeah. yeah, it said she was questionable. She's so the only one that's inactive on today's <laughs> roster. I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, he is a legend. Why would she need to fly on the Chiefs plane? She's probably got a nicer plane she of her probably own. probably has three or four private jets. Yeah. Man, the Chiefs get lucky. Well, at some point, she's got to be given concerts somewhere on a weekend, right? And can't get she to every She doesn't Chiefs need to do game. a single concert for the rest of her life. No, but that's what she does still. She's got a movie coming out. She hasn't broken up with Kelsey yet, so like... Not that we know When's of. the new album going to come out? you, you got to wait for a breakup. Oh. It can't anybody be during a relationship. Is anybody it? see the Riverfront Times article? Sorry, Doug. We changing <laughs> subjects? No, the Riverfront Times. For- Somebody, some girl did an article on... Uh, we could have had Taylor Swift in St. Louis, but Kroenke screwed it up. Talking about Kelsey didn't want to play for St. Louis, and or else uh, oh. Kroenke wasn't uh, owning the team. He would have come here, and he just said he saw uh, the number of Missouri, which was Kansas City, wasn't coming to St. Louis. It was the stupidest article I've ever read in my life. There were like 700 comments all saying, what is this article even talking yeah. about? You're blaming Kroenke for us not having Taylor Swift in the audience? Hard to believe it would be a stupid article in the Riverfront Times. <laughs> color me shocked. And I, like, did, I did respond. I said, a better article would have been why Taylor Swift won't bring her concert here. She's afraid of getting shot. Oh. Well, that wasn't nice. Well, probably truthful. Yeah. But it really was just Did you see where article. the St. Louis Board of Aldermen is now uh, talking about a, a new law? Changing the subject? 
Well, we're talking about <laughs> laws, city of St. Louis, where they're going to make it legal for homeless people to urinate and defecate on the streets because th- they don't have enough bathroom facilities. It's going to be legal for them to do that. I think you're stretching that a little bit. I may be wrong. No, that's exactly what same... it is. That's exactly what it is. They say they don't have enough bathroom facilities. I forgot who tweeted that because I did see the same thing. Why homeless people? It was an STLtoday.com. It wasn't a made-up tweet. No. Homeless people because they don't think they have enough suitable restroom facilities. Well, what about me if I'm walking downtown and I have You're to go to the bathroom? You're not homeless. Bath- you go to well, jail. Well, so what? I'm walking in the same area there and I have to go to the bathroom. There's not enough bathrooms, so I'll just take a dump on the sidewalk. Well, I'm sure there will be people that will do that. How many dumps have you seen on the sidewalk, though? I Has saw that. I saw it in Seattle. Dump? I saw people doing it in Seattle. I actually saw it. I was a few feet away from them. I don't get what the difference between human poop and dog poop is. Anyways, I see more dog poop that's not cleaned up than anything. If there's a crisis that needs to happen and putting people heavy fine for not cleaning up dog but dogs poop. don't know better. Humans are the one controlling the dogs in terms of, like, picking up the poop. Oh, yeah. But still, you can't control what a dog does to what a human does. Or that poop pooped and throw up. So you're okay with this? I'm not okay with anything, Doug. I don't want somebody pooping next to me on the sidewalk or the street. Well, but it could be legal now. I don't want cops to arrest anything. I want their focus to be on, like, actual crime. I could care less if 500 homeless people are making a totem pole next to a, under Eads Bridge. Oh, I don't come care. on. You don't want that. I, what I want is, like, a safe city that I can go downtown again. That, too. So, yeah. like, it's okay to want both. Yeah, but focus on one more than the other. Take craps wherever, just as long as I'm not no, near. No, that's not okay to take a crap wherever. That's not all right. It took forever for them to, to tell the handsome cab people to put poop bags behind their horses. You, you just watch them going down the Market Street and there's boom, boom, just big plops on the on the highway. Yeah. And it took them like a couple of years to say, yeah, maybe we can just put a poop bag yeah. behind them and yeah. not have they all did. that yeah. horse they crap at least on have the a, highway. They would at least try to have a guy with a broom and a bucket behind them to pick it up. That's what they should offer, is a broom and a bucket to every homeless person. But we, we can't get to the point where it's okay to pee and poop on the streets of downtown St. Louis. Tell me we've not fallen Cheesy that far. Cheesy bean dip. Wouldn't it be easier just to give them free pampers? Or depends? We're not pooping in their pants. Uh, how about just tell them to go to a, a restroom somewhere? Or give them an outhouse. Put an outhouse someplace. How about just giving them a field to live in? field. Well, we've given them buildings to live in. Giving them an empty, empty farmland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grow, grow crops. <laughs> Self-sustaining. Oh. I saw a dog a few years ago eat pumpkin seeds, puke and poop it in the yard, and now that family has, like, pumpkin patches. Huh. Yeah, really? yeah, that's a fun story. And they have a you picture. You saw that happen? They have a picture of the dog and like little pumpkins as like its kids, you know, since it oh. pooped out the seeds. I thought that was a good story. Oh. Why wouldn't you just plant them instead of waiting for them to get pooped out? <laughs> I just thought that was a fun story to It's add a to nice it. little story. Where did this happen? I don't know. And full size pumpkins came out of it? Yeah, I did. You got a huge pumpkin patch in the yard. Would well, you have to eat the seed whole to make that happen? I think so, and you got to poop it out, and then, like, he probably dug and pooped and then, like, buried, buried and watered it. Smart dog. Let's recap where this has gone since we talked about the uh, Miami not kneeling. Okay. We talked about uh, Taylor Swift Photoshop being on the plane mm-hmm. to a Riverfront Times article about Taylor Swift to homeless people not being allowed to poop right. to dogs pooping out pumpkin seeds. Mm-hmm. Nice.
Doug, that's the yeah, show should. diagram. I suppose most radio stations are covering the same thing. I guarantee thing a Randy character is. Yeah, it should be. You know what they led with down the hallway? What? Take a guess. Fire a bullet. I think, Jackson, did you happen to hear? I, w- I was in the break room at, at uh, 7 o'clock putting mm. my proton shake in there, so I was like, I wonder what they'll lead with there. Missouri? So you don't want to listen, okay? I'm going to say I didn't listen either. I'm going to Fire say, a bullet at the pot. Fire a bullet at the pot. If I'm right, people are going to say I was listening, but I don't listen. Um... I'm going to say they talked about uh, Clayton Kershaw getting bombed. I don't know exactly what they were talking about. They were talking about baseball playoffs, so I don't know if that's what they... Yeah. And I thought, God. Because you could tie the I'm not, I'm, I'm. I don't know if I've watched a, a minute total. I think I maybe browsed past it of the baseball playoffs. Yeah, I didn't even know who won the first round. I just saw the scores of the second round. Well, I think all the lower seeds have won or are winning. Um, I, I Dodgers and Braves both lost their first game. Right. And the Orioles are down 2-0, so they're on the verge of elimination. It's great. You play 162 games. <laughs> yeah, baseball. You win 100, okay. and now you just get shipped out, and you wrap her on up. This was, I mean, the five and six seeds were in the NLCS last year. I Nobody think, wants I think to there's, see that. I, the, the, I really do think that there is something to the reward is actually a penalty. You know what I mean? that you have to sit around for five days and these teams come out and they get beaten. You follow what I'm saying on it? The, yeah, the buy? by having the rest right. works against them. Right. As strange as it might sound. And get Either way, I just hate that you play 162 games and, you know, the Brewers win the division, gone. Best of three. I just, it's just, I don't know. It just, it, it, it lessens the regular season's important and it lessens my interest in the postseason and the regular season. I, I don't know any way around it short of starting the season earlier. I would like to see the cities. three divisions in the one wild card. That's what I would like. I understand they will not do that because no. it, it, it's worked as far as more interest and more teams being in it, but that's what I would That's what I would like. I think, God, and I, I, I'm going to get killed for this, but like, I think eight teams total make the playoffs. That, that's how I think it should work. Well, that's what I was just saying. Then. Yeah, like that. Because so that that's what it was like, up until, I don't know what year they changed it, but it was three division winners and a wild card. It's perfect that way. Because right now, winning the division, you, 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 Cardinals won the division last year, and 2022 was painted as a failure. You had the MVP, you had another guy in the top three, and you had a 90-plus win season, but you got a best of three, and, you know, that's that'll wrap it up. And I realize it's also a commentary on the National League Central. I think the National League Central's won one playoff series since the Cubs won the World Series, if I'm not mistaken. Really? How about that? Mm. Since yeah, the night the good. Cubs beat the, I apologize in advance, Indians. Uh, I know. I'll, I'll tweet Cut something out. Of that, out. Moment, I already, we're not even on air. Okay. Momentarily. Won't be if you didn't. Uh, in 2016, the National League Central has the Cardinals win over the Braves in Game 5. And I think that's the only series. I could be off on that. I was reading Derek Gould's article yesterday, and I think that's uh, it was either him or Ben Fredrickson talking about the National League Central having one playoff series win. And I think one win, I think one or two games won since the Cardinals won that series because they got swept by the Nationals. I don't remember anything about the 2020 playoffs. I think the Dodgers won the World Series, but the Cardinals won a game against the Padres. And then they lost the next two, I think. Point being, 
It's uh, it's a commentary on the Central, but it's also a commentary on the importance of winning a division in baseball, which is none. And on top of it, we're starting to collect. It's still a small sample size. You're going, okay, well, hold on a second. Are having these days off beneficial? You talk to guys, Andy Van Slyke was a coach on the Detroit Tigers. He said the Cardinals won that series when we had to sit out a week. They won their series against the A's a full week before the Cardinals and Tigers played in 2006, whereas the Cardinals won the NLCS against the Mets, I think, two nights before game one of the World Series. It's weird how those things can work out, uh, but for whatever reason in baseball, it can be a penalty. I know they're not going to go back, and it's still a relatively speaking small sample size, but we saw it last year in the National League and so far. I mean, here are the Orioles winning what I think people would say is the best division in baseball. Wouldn't the American League East be the best division in baseball? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. And they're, they're, you know, the Rays gone two games. Blue Jays gone two games. Orioles maybe gone, what, tonight? Could be. I mean. Well, tomorrow, I think. I don't know. Cardinals are going to have a big offseason, though, it sounds like. Oh. Well, no, it sounds like they're going to have interest in Nola and Gray. I love that showing interest or going to pursue <laughs> them. Yeah. Was the NLDS. Those are always my favorite storylines of this offseason. Before they expanded the, the playoff teams, was the NLDS always best of five or was it best of seven at one time? NLDS was always best of five. It was weird in the strike season of 81. Right? Is that right? When it was strike season? It was 81, I think. I think. that's right. Yeah. And the Cardinals beat the Braves in 82, and it was a best of five. But when they beat the Dodgers in 87, it was a best of seven. So I think 84 was the last year of best of fives. But those were LCSs. The LDSs, which started in 1995, were best of fives. The wild card round, when they expanded the playoff field, um, is the best of three. And then the LDS best of five, LCS best of seven, yeah. World Series best of seven. I think if you want a longer playoff series, not just the best of three for the first round, if you just started the season a week earlier and scheduled most of them in warm weather or dome cities, you could probably pull it off. You could probably make those at least best of five, at least best of five. You could easily add a couple games. I'm not bothered by the regular season versus playoff discrepancies. I now look at it like March Madness. It's a tournament. Also, it's more fun to root for David than Goliath. Serious text, so Merkin. Hmm. Doug, I like that. Serious text, so Merkin. What does that mean? I don't know. First name, so. Last name, Merkin? Oh. Yeah, like, yeah, how would you read this? Serious text, so, comma, Merkin. Segment title. So, like, are we waiting for, like, the Merkin story? Do you have a Merkin story in your playbook? I haven't got one. Is Iggy, is that, like... Play like XY. <laughs> Would be funny to have like Iggy have like a call sheet, like mm-hmm. a quarterback, and like revert back to stories. Like I, I would wear a serious text so Merkin hoodie. Mm. <laughs> I no. think that. No, really I'm sure would people. Work. That yeah. I'm sure people now are waiting for the Lucy Lawless Merkin story, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> See, Come Doug, on, give it to us Doug, now. That's the play. It just got called. It's like asking a, Kareem to do the hook shot. You can have Jackson in the corner as his offensive coordinator. Uh-huh. And he goes, "Okay, the Merkin yeah. call, 13." It worked against Pittsburgh. Let's do it again. <laughs> Could uh, we please have the Lucy Lawless Merkin yeah. story? Just no. the abridged version. I interviewed her and I said, uh, "Have you had to use your Merkin yet?" She says, "No, I have one in the uh, in my dressing room, but I haven't had to use it yet." We've she... heard that story <laughs> so many times. She never did full frontal. Is that right? Yeah. Hmm. 
A lot of lesbian scenes, though. Dog. She went from Xena to having sex with women in the uh, Spartacus. Mm. Great nudity in that series. Oh, gosh. <laughs> nice. And there, nice. And there were some Merkins, too. You could tell there were Merkins. Uh -huh. Yeah. They were, like, painted on. They looked like they were, like, painted on. But then ah. it wouldn't be a Merkin, right? Yeah, but that's how good the Merkin was. It was like a triangle shape. It wasn't just some big-ass furball you just oh. It was, like, shaped. Bill's Merkin. Hey, it's Jackson, here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no prep, no mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm will take all the complication and hassle. Love that tie-in. Hassle out of your injury claim. They will deal with the insurance company and take the flight head-on, allowing you to get back to what's important, which is recovering from your injuries. Injury cases can be complex. Each case and accident is different, and every fact is important. When building a case, people often wonder how injured victims get large settlements or verdicts, and the short answer is because they're represented by effective and skilled lawyers who understand how to get every dollar out of their case, and that's what you will get at Longo Biggs Injury. Skilled trial lawyers who will go to battle for you to fight against the deceitful tactics of insurance companies. CD and Doug are trial lawyers, meaning they won't settle if there's an obstacle or complication in your case. In fact, most cases have them, and Doug and CD will overcome those obstacles and take your case all the way to trial if necessary. They are local, and they care about their reputation. They're TMA listeners. They are Longo Biggs. Longo Biggs, online at longobigs.com. Longo Biggs, injury law, accepts personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury Cases. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Jackson, do you know anything about Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies? Uh, I know he's the great communicator. Wow, Doug. And mm. the reason I know that is because I work with Mark. I know Doug works with Mark. Producer Joe works with Mark. And a number of our listeners work with Mark Hanna. And they all say the same thing, man. It's like the way this guy communicates his message is really, really special. It's something that you look for in a financial advisor. Everybody needs a financial advisor. You really do. You might not think you do. Yeah. But I'm telling you, once you start working with somebody, you're like, well, I wish I would have done this 
months earlier, years earlier. And, and you just sit there and communicate like the Dickens? Well, when you need to. That's the thing, Doug. Like, yeah. I got to talk to Mark like today, too. Yeah. I got a decision I'm making, and I, I lean on Mark. Yeah, you're jonesing for a, a I call. I am. I am jonesing. That's exactly what I'm doing, Jerry. You're jonesing for a call with Mark, and that's what you'll do, man, because everyone knows there's a ton of variables in life. You may build a plan with Mark, and then some changes across your life, and you need to change up your plan. Well, you get on the phone with Mark Cannon, you feel better getting off the phone than when you get on it. And to me, that's exactly what I'm working for. That's why I work with Mark Hanna. It's exactly why you should work with Mark Hanna as well. The number is 314-889-0503. It's like a rush of dopamine. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, sure. Call with Mark Hanna. EvergreenSTL.com. That's Mark Hanna. Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Illinois Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission? is to be the receiving hand in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. Got a chance to talk with uh, the fine folks from Illinois Recovery Center on Friday at the TMA Hit and Giggle. They're doing some wonderful things over there. Uh, if you or someone you know needs their help, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. It's 857 in St. Louis on October 9th, 2023, and that means the colonel has returned from <laughs> Italy. Has he? Fresh off of a trip to the Ryder Cup. Uh, maybe he's experiencing jet lag now. He said he wasn't on Saturday. I watched his post-game show with Gerard Hamilton following the loss to LSU. Looking forward to talking it over with the Colonel, presented to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Jeremy Rutherford's going to join us coming up, uh, what, 1045 on Balloon Party? Yeah. Yep, 1045. Uh, he'll be with us every Monday on Balloon Party. And I think he's going to be with us on TMA, am I right? Yep, yeah, Wednesday. Uh, Outstanding. That's before the, he does two-parters, too, Doug. You like those yeah, two-parters? No, he doesn't. He does. does he really? Before the season opener on Thursday, you're going to hear a little Jeremy Rutherford here on Wednesday. Blues and Stars in Dallas on Thursday, opening up the season. And then Blues and Kraken on Saturday, opening up the home portion of the schedule. Uh, at Enterprise Center. So Jeremy Rutherford with us at 1045 on 101 ESPN. The Colonel with us on the other side of the break. Talking Missouri LSU in the second half of the season. Get his perspective on what took place. Make sure you ask him about the fake punt. Yeah. See what, he, see what his thoughts are. Man, a speed <laughs> option. Who can deliver the best? Because I'll giggle, so I can't do it. Maybe, uh... Doug, I feel like you stay in character better than anybody. Yeah, Doug, yeah, what a... Well, <laughs> and then, because he won't you know... About the uniform? He'll know with me that I'm being a smartass. Yeah, yeah ask about the They were really pissed. Uh, Missouri fans hated the pants. I like, really were upset about it. It was yeah. a thing. Jackson, you know about that? Yeah, I know. Bad take. The white pants look beautiful. I, no, really, they, I, I really liked it. I, th no. you, I thought you liked him when we looked no. at it on Family Golf on Friday. Yeah, well, the, did. the top half, the jersey was good, the helmet was perfect, the white pants doesn't work. You know, the best outfit they have worn You all liked it? Season. Wow. 100%. Doug, no. how about that? Luther Burton looked like a mop. He looked so fast when he was running the ball no. with those white but pants. But how did, I'm, I'm curious, they obviously do workouts in the, in the weight room. How did nobody get an ass bleeding injury? White <laughs> pants, you understand? Oh. Like, they're had, I'm looking for it. There's not one person with blood. Coming out of their butt. You know what I can't get used Which to? Which I was shocked with. Is they basically wear shorts now to play. Oh, yeah. no pads. Short pants. Nothing over the thing. Nothing. But they, they also wear, wear leggings under it usually. Well, dude, when you get, they probably realize those pads aren't going to protect an ACL injury. Like those knee pad things. Help are you a if joke. you land it, fall and land it on your knees though. Maybe. That's why you wear leggings underneath, Doug? 
Some of them don't wear leggings. The yeah. leggings aren't going to stop you. Aren't going to provide any padding whatsoever. I've heard from multiple players that uh, he's been talking to X and been talking to the team. Can we ask not, not this the zoo players, but I'm... football players that pads when you can wear your pants over uh, above your knee? It's much more freeing. When you have to wear pants over your knee, it can kind of mess with your mobility. I'm not a Mizzou doubt. fan, but I was at the game and the white pants are legit. That's from Kurt's former co- coworker. They're not legit. They look better than the black pants. They, well, Yo, can you ask Gabe about gold, the pants not yellow. and the pads? That, and then the fake punt and then see if the colonel is hangs up <laughs> all right that's coming up next brought to you by james carlton this is tma from the michelob ultra studios